Every habit starts as just a thought. Every habit starts as just a thought. And where's that thought coming from? That thought is coming from your brain. So you see, a habit is nothing more than a neurological pathway in the brain. A habit is a neurological pathway in the brain. Hey there, I'm Dr. Del Millers, and this is Energize Your Life After 50. You see, the goal of this podcast is to help you answer one simple question, and that is, how do you want to live the next chapter in your life? Do you want to keep it as it is, or do you want more? Do you want to be better, fitter, stronger, healthier without meds, more confidence, more sex appeal? Do you want to get your mojo back? Maybe you want to be the you you've always thought you could be. So each week, we'll look at simple ways to intentionally create your next chapter, prioritizing your health, your physicality, your emotional and spiritual well-being, as well as looking and feeling your best. Are you up for the challenge? Then let's get moving. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Energize Your Life After 50. Hope you're doing great. You know, today, and for the next uh, couple weeks or so, I'm gonna be talking about weight loss. And I'm gonna be talking about weight loss because that is the topic of the moment. Um, I am launching my new group weight loss coaching program. It's called Weight Loss Made Easy. And I'm launching a new program, a group program, because you know for the past number of years, I've been doing a lot of one-on-one coaching and As you may know, I talk to a lot of people every week. I do these free, what I call health strategy calls every week. And I talk to people all over the country every single week. And primarily about around weight loss and uh, health. A lot of people dealing with health issues like diabetes and, uh, you know, high blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, heart disease, a lot of different hormone imbalance women going through menopause, just a lot of different issues that people are dealing with. And it it always seems to come down to one thing, though. It always comes right back down to their weight and the issues that they have around their weight and the struggles that they have around their weight. And really, until you deal with those issues, until you deal with those struggles, then you're going to continue to struggle right? You're going to continue to be in poor health until you deal with the crisis that you're going through, the health crisis that you're going through. You're going to continue to struggle. But here's the deal. Here's the thing, folks. Weight loss doesn't have to be hard. If it's hard, I say you're on the wrong path. It should be easy. That's why I call it weight loss made easy. And I call it weight loss made easy because I want it to be easy. I want you to have an easy time. What are you more likely to continue to do? Something that's easy or something that's hard? Obviously, something that is easy. So you want to make the process easy. You want to make the process fun. That doesn't mean that there won't be challenges along the way. Of course, there will be challenges along the way. But if it's hard, if it's something you dread, which is the old diet mentality, diet exercise mentality. So I'm trying to get people out of that old diet and exercise mentality, and focusing on what I call the three pillars of weight loss, right? The three pillars of weight loss made easy. So 
we're going to talk a little bit about what those three pillars are and how to make it easy. But before we get started, I'd like to take this time to remind you of a few important resources that are available to you. Number one, my free masterclass. You know, the top three things you must do to lose weight and keep it off. Okay, if you're struggling with uh, weight as an issue, then you must check out that masterclass. There's also my webinar, Get Your Sexy Back. If you're ready to truly transform your body and your life, then please sign up for the webinar. It's free. You also have access to a free health strategy call with me when you're ready to move forward in a powerful way. I also have a vault of coaching videos at my website, uh, you know, personalfitness.com. You can find all of that, sign up for all of that at my website, personalfitness.com. And lastly, please consider subscribing to this podcast. You know, there is a link in the episode notes. And thank you. Thank you for being here. I really do appreciate you. All right, so let's get back to the conversation. Dr. Del Miller's here again with personalfitness.com. We're talking about how to make weight loss easy. And the three pillars of my program, Weight Loss Made Easy, I'm in the stages of finalizing the program. I haven't launched it yet. We'll be launching it maybe in the next couple of weeks. And I developed this program because, you know, like I said, I've been talking to a lot of people every week on my health strategy call. It's a free call I do with uh, people all over the country. And a lot of people just can't afford my private one-on-one coaching fees. And, you know, I understand that. You know, I, it, it's not, I can't work with everyone. So I work with those who are ready to make that kind of commitment to transform their lives. It's, it's a life transformation process I take my clients through. So I've developed Weight Loss Made Easy to be a group process that allows people to go through the same kind of process I take my private clients through, with the exception of, well, you can't get private coaching from me through the group program. It's going to be a group coaching program, right? So let's, let's talk about how is this different and how is this process that I take my clients through different from let's say the traditional and old-fashioned, outdated diet industry mentality, which tells you that, you know, you gotta go on a diet, and, and get, don't get me wrong, folks, every diet you out there will help you to lose weight. The problem is they won't help you to keep the weight off. And once you lose the weight, you will regain it and more. Guarantee you will regain it and more. Otherwise, how do, they, how do you think they stay in business, right? You can't lose weight permanently on diets. They want you to keep doing it repeatedly. So that's an outdated model. You know, going on a diet to lose weight and incidentally, they don't tell you that the number one factor that predicts future weight gain is dieting to lose weight. The number one factor that predicts future weight gain is dieting to lose weight. They don't tell you that. These are the kind of things that they don't tell you, but you need to keep that in mind. Okay, and diets don't work for the long term. It doesn't help you to keep the weight off because they don't focus on some of the most important things, right? Most people think that losing weight is about diet and exercise. Losing weight might be, but guess what? Keeping the weight off has nothing to do with diet and exercise. It's not diet and exercise. I mean, that's a small part of it. Yes, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's not a part of the process. That is part of the process. What you eat is important. 
you know, what you do is important, but they're not the most important thing, folks, because here's the thing, right? Every habit starts as just a thought. Every habit starts as just a thought. And where's that thought coming from? That thought is coming from your brain. So you see, a habit is nothing more than a really well-done neurological pathway in the brain. A habit is a neurological pathway in the brain. Therefore, to break habits that no longer serve you, I don't like to call them good habits or bad habits because if you have them, then they served you at one point. That's why they became a habit. Something becomes a habit when you've been doing it repeatedly, 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 and your brain sees that you've been getting a reward from what you do, so it figures, oh, okay, I'll just turn this into a little program called chunking, right? And that's what a habit is. It's just a little program in your brain. A habit is a little program in your brain. So that's why when you know people try to change their habits using willpower, of course you're going to fail. Because you're not going to be able to change your brain using willpower. Hello, come on. You can't change your brain using willpower, right? You're, you're working, your biology is working against you. And I always like to say that willpower beats, bi biology beats willpower every single day. Remember that one. Biology beats willpower every single day. So you can't use willpower to change habits. It doesn't work that way. You need to learn how to change your biology. You need to learn how to change that neurological pathway that your brain has created around that particular habit, right? So I said that every habit starts as just a thought. And a thought is, you know, that habit becomes an imprint on your brain. If you do it long enough, your brain will develop a pathway for it so that when it's triggered, it just goes right to that program. Your brain doesn't want to deal with all these daily minutiae of things you do regularly, right? It doesn't want to deal with all that. It saves itself for the interesting thing, things that are new and novel. So the things that you do repeatedly, it just develops programs around them. That's what we call habits, which makes it easy for us because we don't have to think about you. Right? You don't have to think about brushing your teeth. You don't have to think about tying your shoelace. They're already habits. They're programs you develop. You develop programs around how you get dressed, how you drive, how you ride a bike. Imagine if you had to relearn all of these things every time you wanted to do them. Would be a pain in the butt, wouldn't it? So you should be thankful that your brain creates little habit programs around all these things that we do. But the downside is your brain can't tell the difference between good or bad. There's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong with your brain. It just does what you tell it to do. It's just a computer. It does what you tell it to do, right? So all these things that you, all these habits that no longer serve you, well, they served you at one point because you see your brain is reward-centered. Your brain is reward-centered. Your brain always looks for a reward. And once you present that reward and you go after that reward repeatedly, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, you go after that reward. Well, guess what? That Your brain thinks that that's important to you. So it develops a program around that action that you do, around that thing that you do, whatever the habit is. Whatever the routine is, it develops a program around that routine leading to that reward that you program it to go towards, right? This is how the process works, folks. So that's why creating lasting change is an internal out process. 
It's an inside-out process. You need to focus on the inside, the internal first, because that is where things start. Every habit starts as a thought. It starts as an imprint in your brain. That's where it, that's where it lives. So you try to change a habit by focusing on what you do, by focusing on your actions, what you eat, and how you exercise. Those are actions, those are the external things. But those things are controlled by, well, a thought, right? What you do is controlled by how you feel and an emotion, right? An emotion is a sensation that comes from the brain. And what you feel, well, that emotion is controlled by a thought, something you're thinking, which is, comes from your brain. So you see, all of this process start and end in your brain. And we're out here trying to create change in the physical world. We're, we're out here trying to change our actions. Well, you can't change your actions without first changing the feelings and the thoughts associated with those actions. Because you might try to change the actions, but the, the feelings and the emotions and the thoughts are still wired in the brain. Those are already programmed there. Those, that thought has already become an imprint on your brain. Therefore, in order to change that habit, you must change that circuitry. Right? You must change that brain circuitry. You must rewire the brain. You must replace that thought. You must replace the thought-emotion cycle that leads to the action result. Action leads to result, but all that action is controlled by emotions, which are controlled by thoughts. All of those are internal things that come from the brain. So the difference between, you know, weight loss made easy in traditional, outdated, theories of diet and exercise, how to lose weight permanently, is that we focus on the internal processes. We focus on, I teach my clients to focus on, well, how do you create internal change? Because you need to create those internal changes before you can create the external change. Right? Our choices are driven by our feelings. Our feelings are driven by what we're thinking. So this is a process. And I teach my clients that process. I teach my clients how to diagnose that process and how to go about changing how your brain is wired by learning how to reprogram it. I call it recruiting your brain to change your biology. And that is what leads to permanent weight loss, right? You have to learn how to recruit your brain to change your biology because weight loss is a biological process. You need to change your biology, but you can't change your biology until you rewire your brain. That is how they work together. So it's a brain-based process. It's not a willpower-based process. It's not a diet and exercise-based process. You do diet and exercise, you're going to lose every time because you're not changing what is controlling the choices that you're making. Very important. So let me address just now the first pillar of weight loss made easier. The, the first pillar of successful long-term weight loss, permanent weight loss is what I call, you focus on why you eat, not just what you eat. Think about it, why do you eat? 
Well, you eat for a lot of different reasons, right? We, we all eat for a lot of different reasons. And very rarely is that reason hunger. Very rarely do we eat just because we're hungry. You know, you think about all the eating we do on a daily basis. Very rarely is that we eat because we're hungry. We eat because we see food. You're at the office and you see bagels or you see muffins or you see donuts. You see food. Well, you think, okay, well, yeah, I can eat. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're hungry. Am I hungry? Not really. But the food is there. I can eat. Well, you eat. Right? You feel a certain way. You're going through your day. You're having a shitty day. Well, guess what? Well, who wants to feel shitty? Well, nobody really wants to feel shitty, right? So you try to do something to mask that feeling, to not feeling the way you're feeling. Well, the easiest thing to do is to eat. You reach for something, you eat. So you feel better. You eat some ice cream, you feel better. You, right? you like the taste of it, right? You grab a mocha frappuccino, whatever that the latest Starbucks drink is. Well, it makes you feel better. You walk down the street, you smell a cinnamon bun in, uh, from a bakery, and mm, well, that makes you think that you're hungry. It stimulates your, your juices and gets your brain going. So hey, you go in and you order some, you eat. So we eat for a lot of different reasons than hunger. You come home, you're exhausted, you feel, oh, I just feel like winding down. Let me get a glass of wine and that leads to a bag of chips. I just want to wind down. Well, are you hungry? Well, not necessarily, but we do a lot of wind down eating. You get a promotion or something great happened. Well, what do we do? Well, we eat. Reward eating. We eat to celebrate. Reward eating, right? You get pissed off at somebody. Your friend is, is making you mad. You're pissed off. and Well, you, you don't want to feel pissed off, so you reach for something. I call it, well, pissed off eating, <laughs> right? Or effort eating. So we eat for a lot of reasons. And you know, one of the things that people often say, well, I'm not an emotional eater, really. Have you never eaten because of the way you feel? Have you never eaten to not feel the way you feel? People think that emotional eating is all about, you know, people who are way out of control and they're depressed and all that. Well, not necessarily. There are various stages of emotional eating. And it starts as early as childhood. Believe me, I, I watch my kids eat and, you know, I try to break the cycles of what they do because every time they sit down to watch television, well, here comes the popcorn, here comes the bowl of chips, right? And those are the habits we developed from childhood. But it has nothing to do with hunger because they just had dinner an hour ago. So I know they're not hungry. So I try to teach them, well, are you hungry? Answer this question, are you hungry? Well, no, then why are you eating if you're not hungry? So why do you eat? Well, we eat for a lot of different reasons. And guess what, folks? If you're overweight, you are an overeater. Plain and simple. If you're overweight, you are an overeater. And you overeat because you do a lot of eating other than being hungry. If you're eating and you're not hungry, you're overeating. But when you learn how to get rid of all the reasons that you eat other than being hungry, Guess what? Wow, magic happens. Magic happens. Because you start to get rid of all the excess eating that you're doing. And this is how I teach my clients to learn how to eat without counting calories or points or any of that nonsense, right? You learn to eat when you're hungry. 
And if you're not hungry, well, you learn to feel your feelings. You learn to deal with whatever is coming up. Because guess what? Once you take away the food, then the emotion is still there. You're going to have to deal with that eventually. So I teach my clients how to deal with whatever is coming up without turning the food. We learn new coping mechanism, new ways of coping without the food. You take away the food and you learn to deal with whatever shows up. That is the first pillar of weight loss made easy, which is focus on why you eat, not just what you eat. What you eat is the least important thing. And you realize that, well, you don't have to restrict all the things you eat. You don't have to have a negative relationship with food. You don't have to be in a struggle with food because you can eat whatever the bloody hell you want. You just have to realize that, well, you can't eat it all the time and you can't eat it all at once. But once you realize that, you change your whole relationship with food. You change your whole perspective. And you no longer have to struggle. You no longer have to deprive yourself. You no longer have to go through your day depriving yourself of the things you, you love to eat. Because you plan them. You plan to eat them. And as long as you do it consciously, and as long as you choose what you do, I call it the conscious eating method. That's what I teach my clients, the conscious eating method. Right? You learn to eat when you're hungry. You learn when you've had enough. You learn to make choices. You learn to make basic substitutions. You learn to become 1% better every day. You focus on one habit each day instead of trying to follow a meal plan and follow a workout plan and all of this nonsense that guarantee in about two to three weeks you will stop. Because that, that's what I used to do. I used to put my clients on meal plan and workout plans and almost guaranteed in about three weeks, every single one of them will fall off. So, you know, those kinds of things are what sets you up to fail. But you learn to focus on why you eat and get rid of all the reasons why you eat other than hunger. And when you're able to do that, folks, that is where the magic happens. That is where you will start to lose weight. And guess what? How do you maintain the weight loss when you lose it? Well, I call it you set up guardrails. Most people give the weight back, they gain, regain the weight because they don't have any guardrails set up. Next time we'll talk about the importance of having non-negotiable habits and guardrails to guarantee your success and to prevent you from sliding backwards. But that's next time. All right, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you being here. You know, you can always go to my website, personalfitness.com, and look for information on my Weight Loss Made Easy program, which is forthcoming. Just keep looking back. If you sign up for one of my programs, like my uh, webinar, Get Your Sexy Back, I talk about some of this uh, process, okay? So you can have a more in-depth uh, conversation about you know, why we eat and the importance of focusing on why we eat instead of just focusing on what you eat and restricting what you eat. That's the kind of stuff that doesn't work. So sign up for my webinar, Get Your Sexy Back, and you will be notified when my group coaching program is launching within the next couple weeks, okay? I am Dr. Del Millers, and as usual, as I like to say, may the best of your todays be the worst of your tomorrows. Talk soon. You've been listening to Energize Your Life After 50 with me, your host, Dr. Del Millers. For all the resources mentioned in this episode, you can check the show notes 
or go to my website at personalfitness.com. There you can sign up for the free masterclass, the webinar, free webinar, a free health strategy call, and have access to my vault of coaching videos all for free. So check out the website at personalfitness.com. See you next time.